like scary movies. Uh-huh. What's your favorite scary movie? Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. Hi, Georgie. Swallow this. Cat dead. Details later. I am the devil, and I am here to do the devil's work. Hello! So, we're going to be trying a different format this evening. Instead of doing it through Audacity, we're going to be recording on Zoom, which our previous guest from last episode's Let's Talk Horror explained to us was probably a lot more simpler for us to do. Um, so, yeah, we're going to be talking tonight about the movie X, Ty West's. Um, this was my pick. I've been waiting for Zayford to watch this movie for a long time, so I'm really glad that he's finally watched it. Zayford, what did you think? It's all right. <laughs> Is that all you have I'm to solid. say? It was it was pretty good. Um, I think it would have been better not knowing anything about it. But, you know, internet ruins all things. I was going to say, I don't think I told you any spoilers. I was desperate to talk to you about it, though. No, I'd, I'd seen was... spoilers pretty much when it came out. Uh, so what, what precursors did you know already before watching it? Because I kind of went into it completely blind, other than knowing that it had porn in it. That's literally all I knew, that it had yeah. a lot of sex in it. That's all I knew. knew, like, everything at the end. Oh, okay. It's like, that's, like, like, the main spoiler, I guess. Mm. Yeah, so for me, I kind of found it quite shocking that there's obviously there's going to be spoilers throughout this because we can't talk about it otherwise. So if you haven't watched it, don't listen to this um, because we're going to be talking about the plot quite in depth and, you know, talking about the plot twist. So sorry, but that's why we're here. <laughs> so basically, um, obviously, the main character ends up being an old lady well the main villainess if you will ends up being an old lady who has a rather predatory sexual appetite which kind of turns the whole rape exploitation genre on its head because let's be honest how many women rapists do we see on film and how many elderly women rapists do we see on film um the fact that this movie has her in it doing all these things, but it's in such an extreme way as well. She's extremely violent. She's extremely sexually predatory. I think like it's it's quite I was quite taken aback at the film's originality. Um, I don't really understand why people don't like this movie because it's solid, it's original, and it's it's different. You know, it it and it it makes you look at the exploitation genre in a completely different way. And I did actually read a article where Ty West felt quite proud of himself that people had walked out of his movie because an old lady was sexually uh, assaulting people. Um, and I just, you know, yeah, but it, it wasn't even that bad. But it shocked people, and it, it to me, I, I think like, well, I, I think like when you've got people walking out of a movie, I mean, these are probably the same kind of people that would walk out of any sexually predatory 
things anyway anyway but i think there was a sense of revulsion about this movie because of of the old lady asset I, I i feel like that's the case anyway and i didn't see it coming and i think like it does make you think like we're so used to seeing like a certain type of rapist mm. um that when we're presented with something that doesn't quite fit it's quite a jarring and disturbing thing the only thing that really comes to mind straight off the bat is um have you seen probably not but have you ever watched war and order less for you I mean, I might have caught it here and there, but not, like, religiously. So there's this episode um, where Olivia ends up speaking to this teenage boy, and he has sexual feelings for his little brother, and he's joined, like, this online forum of pedophiles who, like, explain that pedophilia isn't abuse. Like, they're, like, maps, basically. They they basically think that, like, pedophilia isn't abuse, it's love, and it's, a gen- it's like, a sexual preference. Um, and like it just kind of reminded me of that because we're so used to like seeing like these old creepy men or middle-aged men like you know being rapists that when we see like a teenage boy having fantasies about teenage about about little boys it's quite jarring you know Mm. um that's that's the last time I can remember feeling like really uncomfortable about things like that because we are we're always presented with with um I don't want to say generic, but there's such it's such typical there's so such typical scenes that we almost become desensitized to sexual violence. And and I think one of the reasons why sexual assault and sexual violence is so like amped up in movies is because like the tropes are just so old and used, you know. They yeah. have to be like a special kind of extreme extremely fucked up extremely sadistic kind of rapist you know to get really get a reaction out of you um see i don't feel like i'd walk out of a cinema i've Unless never was, walked like, really out of shit. a cinema i've like never walked out of the cinema not to not to my, any memory have i ever walked like i go to the movies to watch a movie so i want to mm. watch it in its entirety because that's why i'm there like it's not there to impress me i'm like i bought a ticket to watch a film you know, yeah, even if I it's crap, like, I'm still going to watch like it. <laughs> if if it was like the worst film ever, I might walk out. Like if it's like bastardizing a character I loved. It's funny, it. isn't it? Like how, how people can get like really, they can feel really faithful and loyal to things so much so that they could do that. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I have that kind of connection with anything comes to mind. What would make me walk out of a film? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I kind of like, I'm passionate about film, but I like, I really don't give a fuck at the same time. Like, yeah, I'm open <laughs> to most things. Yeah, like entertainment is entertainment at the end of the day. And you're putting that money in there, in that pot over somebody who spent like millions and millions of dollars putting this whole thing together. The least you could do is sit through it. Even if it is shite, then at least you can say it's shite and then just leave it at that. But mm. yeah, I, th- I don't know. There's, I guess there's just some people maybe they were just people who had more higher expectations of a24 and they felt it was rather vulgar um yeah so um as you can tell we're doing another a24 film (laughs) yeah even though we're not like huge a24 films they keep creeping in so yeah i feel like we've done quite a few of them at this point there are some gems, you know, A24 yeah. for all, all its flaws. There are some good movies to pick out, like not many. <laughs> Don't come for me. 
um not many but there are some really good ones like i don't know what's your favorite a24 movie do you have one um off the top of my head i can't really think of any in particular but i'd probably say this one so far also we're like really struggling with like a heat wave here so if we appear like really tired and haggard it's because we are so if we start like yawning and sound really heavy it's because yeah, the humidity in our country is like insane it's no because i feel the same way five o'clock this morning i yeah i think when did, when did i i think i didn't get up not further far off like after you like i think i was up at six because my son has uh he's had his immunizations a couple days ago and he's just not been sleeping okay but yeah it it, it's been like 28 where i am see if it's where he's at it's been a similar temperature and tomorrow it's supposed to be 32 celsius which is over 100 degrees fahrenheit um so we're not built for that kind of weather in this country not in this country we don't have air con air conditioning everywhere um, and we, I don't know why, because we've had some really severe heat waves in the past 10, 15 years. We, you would think that we would start to accommodate for it, but yeah, um, the weather is like, it's literally like melting pathways and we've been told like not to walk our dogs and all sorts, you know? So it's, uh, it's pretty hot. So we forgive, but please forgive yeah, us. Yeah, it's grim. So if I, if, if we start tripping over our words, it's because the heat's getting to us. I love a K. It might just be K. <laughs> <laughs> That's mean. You're mean. You're a mean person. <laughs> no, no. So A20, my favorite A24 movie, I was just checking to see if it is an A24 movie because I was pretty sure it was. My favorite is The Lighthouse. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, I have an DVD somewhere. You like it? It's weird. I just like it when it's like, a beans. No. When they're when they're like huffing turp at turps. Yeah, they're just like eating beans and they're talking about farts and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a weird film. If you go watch it, just figure it out yourself. <laughs> we might cover it one day. There's also um like so the one I'm talking about is from 2019. There's also one in 2016 which just looks god awful. Yeah, we're talking um, about the one with uh, Robert Pattinson and Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I mean, I think personally it's a fantastic movie. There's a lot of allegories to uh, Greek mythicism. Obviously, uh, I'm not... Did we talk about men? I think uh, we did, didn't we? We? Briefly, so we touched on it. You briefly touched it, yeah. Yeah, about Greek mythology and stuff. So that that, that kind of thematic is is uh, passed over on the lighthouse, very much so. Talking about Icarus uh, being too close to the sun, especially towards the end. Um, it's just it's it's a very like artsy film, and it's like in black and white, and just yeah. It, but it's a good one. I I would recommend it definitely. If if you're into something, it's not it's not horror. It's more of a thriller. Um, but it's it's got a lot of high tension and there's a lot of really interesting dialogue um and it, it's good i liked it personally yeah but it's, yeah. it's definitely it'll make you think at least mm. as long as you can pay attention to it because i think the first time i watched it i fell asleep for it <laughs> not because i was bored i was really tired i tend to watch films late at night and i just fall asleep on the sofa that's fair it's my bad tal- um habit I said talent. 
So correct me if I'm wrong, but this movie was supposed to be released a lot sooner than what it was, right? Because because of COVID, was it pushed back because of that? Oh no, because it I know was it was filmed boring, right? Okay, so yeah, so it's actually part of a trilogy. They've already finished doing the prequel, like the prequel is already done and it's in post production currently. Um, Should be out this year sometime. Yeah, so they're not going to hold off too long on on releasing it, unlike, you know, Rick and Morty (laughs) and other places where basically interest wanes because it takes too long. I think there's quite a lot of buzz around this film and I would hope that they would try and cash in on the whole October theme of releasing things in Halloween. Yeah, I I think I'll actually try and get to the cinema and watch this one for a change. (laughs) Yeah, I would. As long as the trailer looks good, because I've still not seen the trailer because, you know, only the Americans got it in the theatre. Did you have you have you seen it? Like, have you seen the post credit scene? Oh. So oh, this is another awful thing, right? I literally, I went to go see Men a couple weeks ago, and I waited through the whole of the credits just to see a post credit scene because A twenty four is pretty infamous for doing their post credit scenes and like leaving a little Easter egg at the end, and it's quite enjoyable to watch. Um, but for some reason in the UK, they don't agree with us being involved with this. Yeah, it's and only Americans. They don't, it's only in the theatre. Uh, yeah, they don't let us see it. So um, if you are in the UK, you can actually watch the post credit scene. It is on YouTube. Somebody got out their phone <laughs> and recorded it. Um, and it's basically kind of just like a prequel teaser. Yeah, of, it's just a, it's like a little one. trailer, isn't it? Yeah. It's, it's just funny how like they haven't even put it on like on VOD. Because I yeah. went through the credits thinking, oh, I'll just be on the VOD because, you know, that makes sense. But no. Fucking pointless. Sorry, that, that angered me when I was watching it. You're all right. Oof, what was the... <laughs> we... Surely we must... We do it for everyone, to. just in case. Uh, um, What is... What was the budget for this movie? I couldn't find it anywhere. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of struggling here. It's made 14.2 million, which is debatable of whether it was like successful or not, because there just doesn't seem to be any information of how much it was. But I, I, I know that it was, it was expensive. I would probably say it was less than the uh, box office. Mm. Just because it's a single location, pretty much. Um, it's a very small cast. It's what the the main group and a couple extra people. Did you know that this movie was shot in New Zealand? Yes, I thought that was really cool. Like I wouldn't have guessed. Yeah, New Zealand is very Texasy, apparently. Yeah, it looked really like rural America. It did not look like New Zealand. I was quite shocked by that. Um, yeah. I just I couldn't I couldn't get my head around that. I thought that was so strange. But in the land of the yeah, hobbits. It... <laughs> what? In the land of the hobbits. That's where the, in New Zealand. That's where they filmed um, the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings films. You know I don't have much investment in any of that. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Starring Mia Goth, obviously, I think she's a brilliant actress. I think she was fantastic. I thought she had such an individualistic beauty in this movie. I was really like impressed by her. Um, 
Zaith had just said, yeah, she's got nice boobs. And that's about as far as it went. Um, yeah, me and Gok, she has okay boobs. Uh, Kid Cuddy's first ever role in a, in a, ever anything, ever. Yeah, which I thought predominantly was, a musician. I thought that was pretty random. Um, I mean, it's a solid film to pick first, I guess. Yeah, I mean, good, good way to start. Um, Ty West, for me... I don't really feel like many of his films have hit. Um, How many of his films that... have you seen? I have, so I've seen The House of the Devil and I've seen The Sacrament. Um, I'm just looking now in A Valley of Violences. I haven't heard of that before. And The Innkeepers, I haven't seen that either. So the but only one the I've house... seen is Cabin, in Lo- um, Cabin Fever 2. You've seen The Sacrament, right? No, I know, I know what it's about, but I haven't seen that one. That's a very good fan footage movie. It's pretty good. Um, I would say, yeah, definitely watch that one because that is that's a good one. The House of the Devil for me fell quite flat. Um, I don't know. Another innkeeper like. is I... talked about well. Hmm. It's praised. So the House of the Devil came out in two thousand nine, and it's basically like a kind of like a home invasion paranormal movie. That's the only way I can describe it. It's kind of like this: this girl's having like very intrusive thoughts about like being her house being broken into, and there's like a nefarious undertone to like what's going on in her house, kind of thing. And it's supposed to be like a homage to seventies cinema, much like um th- this movie X, yeah. um, but like not so much with exploitation, more like the more classical horror kind of genre. And it for me, I don't maybe it's just because that's not really my type of film generally. Um, but I, I kind of I found it a bit boring. I hate to say it, but I did. Um, the sacrament, however, is obviously something completely different and set more in modern modern times. It's not set in the 70s, it's set in modern times, like well, mm-hmm. time 2013 it was set in. And it like it's basically a depiction, like a loosely based on the Jonestown massacre, but like in modern modern times, and like a film crew goes to visit them, and it's it's very well done, and it's quite um quite powerful, like to sh- like yeah, I, I would say it, it it was one of the better found footage movies that came out in that era, I would say. Um, but other than that, I haven't really felt that he's really hit. Um with much i mean everything that he seems to have won for seems to be the innkeepers um he won a move a festival fans choice award for scariest film in toronto for that in 2011 other than that he's just had a bunch of nominations um the sacrament also won a gerard mir gerard mir film festival sci-fi jury prize why it's it won sci-fi i don't know um came third place in the chainsaw award uh for fangoria um he was inducted into the fangoria hall of fame in 2015 which okay (laughs) um cabin fever 2 i don't remember it i'm sure i saw it but i don't remember it um cabin fever 2 is the one where they're at a prom and it okay. all kicks off in a school, and the a dude loses his penis. But it's supposed to be a cabin in the woods. What are they doing in a school? Because it, it's the sequel. But it's then literally it called, called cabin, it's called Cabin Fever the sc- Spring, something. Spring Break. Are you sure? 
I don't think it's called Spring Break. I think maybe is it Spring Fling goes. Yeah, yeah, Spring It's probably like making fun of a prom Spring thing, right? Fever. Oh, it's called Cabin Fever Two, Spring Fever. <laughs> I think one of the things I do rate him for is that he does. Um, he's like very multifaceted with his with his uh, films. So. Mm. More often than not, he's the director, writer, editor, and producer. Whether he's a bit greasy or not, we don't know. Um, <laughs> but he, what's interesting is with X and Pearl, he was the director, writer, and editor, but not the producer of those. So I don't know. I, and that's his best. That's his best that. film. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe he's not a great producer. I don't know. But then yeah. he did. He did produce the Sacrament. So. I don't know. Um, apparently, he's done a few cameos um, in his own stuff. Probably, so, but I would not be able to tell you what he looks like. Apparently, he played the favorite teacher in the House of the Devil, whoever that is. Um, the others are in more smaller films. Um, he was in a. He did some short films called M. One of them in 2012 called M is for Miscarriage, which sounds awful. Um, <laughs> yeah, sounds like a real delightful short film. Oh, it was uh, Zayford. Have you seen the ABCs of Death? I think I've seen some of them. So the ABCs of Death is one and two, isn't there? So he was in M is for Miscarriage. That he uh. he did a short film and he was in it as well. Um. So and he directed and wrote it. Obviously, the ABCs of Death is a right old nasty little film. Um, lots of really awful, horrific shorts. Um, it, it was kind of like basically a bunch of horror producers, directors, writers were all given the task of coming up with being able to come up with a short film with the beginning letter of an alphabet that they were given. And um, they were all shortlisted and like the best was decided and com compiled into these films. And some of them that honestly, some of them are so disgusting. Um, we're talking pedophilia, child rape, um, just some of them are really out there. There's some body horror going on. There's some zombie stuff. There's some apocalypse stuff. There's some uh, just like straight up like really disturbing shit, like something you would see out of like, you know, the movie Funny, Funny Games, like yeah. just like stuff like that, where it's kind of like meta, like breaking through the, the, the fifth wall talking to the audience and all sorts of stuff um i i would definitely say um if you're not sure what to watch watch abc's of death because it has like all the letters of the alphabet and they're all different stories and some of them are horrible <laughs> and it will definitely entertain you um the second one is pretty good too but not as good as the first i think the niche kind of fell a bit flat i think it's kind of like the vhs franchise yeah, the VHS is viral. actually decent well I, well, I mean viral, them, you know, one, once yeah. it got to that point, yeah, once it got to that, it wasn't so good. Um, I don't know, 95, uh, 94 brought it back. I did enjoy 94 a lot. I think Hill, we should definitely, Ratman. we should definitely talk about the VHS franchises. Yeah, because I, I feel like we're going to have to do something soon that's not A24. <laughs> we have to take a break from yeah. A24. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were we were thinking about like talking about some good found footage movies, and I think we decided on Grave Encounters because it's quite popular. But then again, thinking about it, I think VHS, the franchise, is quite popular with the found footage crew, isn't it? So, well, I'm gonna maybe watch. Be good to... We've already said I'm gonna watch Dashcam 
can I, after recording this, see how that goes, and we might talk about that next oh week. Oh my gosh, dash cam. But don't tell me anything. I have, I have so much to say about this movie. Dash cam is just, it's basically taking the main character and just turning her into such an anti-hero, and you just, you fucking hate her. You fucking hate the main character. Like, she's so irritating. She really gets under your skin. And the funniest part, that's who she is in real life. <laughs> that's who she is. It's not It's not even a character. That is who she is. Um, let me just let me just bring up her name real quick. So Bitchin. Annie Hardy is her name. Um, she mm. actually sounds like one of the characters from Kimmy Schmidt. Um, like one of the old ladies because she, she, yeah. she's a, she's in her 40s she looks fantastic for her, I'm her she age. look like she's in her 40s but she is in her 40s um so she she's she's interesting because she's like a totally different character like you you just wouldn't expect her to act the way that she does um but yeah she it, it's a it's a worth a watch i'm glad that i watched it and I, I don't understand well actually that's a lie i do understand why it was pulled because it, some of the things that come out of her mouth are very like overtly racist. Like some of the opinions that she has about anti-vaxxing and all sorts of that. Like she's a very controversial character, and I think that she was kind of like um, a bit too much. But so so our our cinemas in this country called View pulled it. Um, and yeah, I, I actually read in the yeah oh dear <laughs> i yeah. actually read in the comments it was like way to talk about like damaging people's freedom of speech by taking the movie away so and it's true yeah, it just makes you want to watch it able- more and people should be able able to say what they want to say you know just because you watch this movie it's not going to make you racist um we are very much aware that there are racist people in the world and there are mean people in the world it doesn't make us mean by proxy it's almost like you know with the Col- columbine shootings where marilyn manson and Eminem were blamed for these horrible, and I'm sorry if you like Eric and Dylan from Columbine, I don't rate them personally, but these two horrible boys uh, set out to kill their entire class, like their entire school and killed a bunch of people. And it was all Marilyn Manson and Eminem's fault. I'm sorry, but the media that you ingest, like the films and the music that you listen to doesn't make you into a horrible person. I tell you what does though, the news, the news is horrible. fake news news, people that lie uh our government uh i'm gonna get killed for this aren't i (laughs) no i mean uh, (laughs) what i'm saying is the media that we choose tends not to be a aggravating factor in what happens yeah but yeah uh interestingly it was produced by jason bloom uh, as bloom house and yeah i i I think it deserves a little bit of recognition i I get why it's controversial um yeah it's 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 pretty good and she actually she's actually been posting for a long time on youtube uh, like doing this like little um she's like she drives around in a car and just does impromptu rap (coughs) and it's it's I can't explain that's all I can say I don't want to spoil it anymore for you but that is literally what she does in real life and she's been doing it for a decade and I don't personally think she's that good at it um but she has somewhat of a like she's really not that popular like you know if when you go on her um 
like her private Instagram and things like she has less followers than me. Um, she's universally like reviled, like not a lot of people like her. Um, and her opinions about everything are just off the wall. Um, and some of it is kind of like, okay, I can see where you come from, but some of it is just crazy. <laughs> anyway, back so, to X. Yeah, let's go back to so, X. Yeah, sorry, sorry. It's hot, okay? <laughs> I'm trying to concentrate. Um, basically, yeah. So, yes, filmed in New Zealand, but was absolutely not supposed to be in New Zealand, was in Texas. Turns the 70s exploitation thing on its head. Hell of a lot of pornography. Did you find the sex scenes rather erotic, Zayford, or did they make you uncomfortable? <laughs> um, Like, I guess in the middle. I wasn't uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I wasn't exactly turned on. What did you think about um, Jenna Ortega's character? So the the girl who randomly wanted to participate in the porn um, suddenly. What did you think about her sudden turn? It was, uh, I don't know, it was was strange. It kind of felt like like it was a very like porn thing to do, right? Like, I want to be in the movie. (laughs) Um, Might as well make the most of it while you're in the situation. Yeah, and I honestly felt like her boyfriend. Do you know the scene where he's like in the shower crying on his like knees after she's been in the porno? Um, and then he's like leaving. He he leaves. Like it was like really sad. I actually felt for him a lot. Um, it's, it's it's one of those things of it's one of two. Well, he had two to ways. Sh- he had to shoot it. He was the cameraman. So yeah, he was, like, but shooting, I, like, I get it. This... I get the situation from both sides because it's like one. It's like. They were saying it's just a job, essentially, and he shouldn't have taken it so personally. But then on the other side, I can see it being, as a male, I can understand that you wouldn't want your partner going through that or doing that because you're in a relationship. she, She kind of found it quite titillating being a part of it, right? She found, like, the whole thing very, like evocative and was just like she she was quite like aroused by it and I think he kind of was not into that he was quite reviled by the whole thing like obviously he didn't mind shooting it but he very much separated himself from the porn stars um or the porn actors and also and imagine, just, like, imagine you go from being dicked down by Kid Cudi and then coming back to you I'd, I'd be <laughs> right? upset as well I'd be upset as well yeah and I think like when he walks out the house and he's just like, fuck this man. And he just, he just like leaves and he literally gets like killed by this old lady who's like super horny and just angry. Um, yeah. What a, what a, what a tragic figure. But yeah, I, what really struck me about this movie was, so the old lady, she basically needs to, she has a huge sexual appetite that frankly her husband can't give her because he has a heart condition that's yeah, kind of die. what we're told yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah basically um, has a weak heart so i feel like his a uh, ticker goes too quick or pop what's fantastic is that we do get to see them bang and then he dies um which not because of the sex well it is not it straight away it's straight it isn't straight away but it happens um yeah basically basically they do jump scared we get we get to watch some (laughs) we get to watch some absolutely amazing old people sex as a woman Um, crawls from underneath the bed 
he's really given it his all. He's sick of her killing all these people, you know. I, I love old um, people ass. And he, yeah, and he's just, he's just, he's sick of collecting all these young people for her to fuck. And he's just like, you oh, yeah. know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna give bit. it to you. I'm, yeah. Well, that, well, that's what I'm saying. She has like this sexual sadistic appetite, right? Because yeah, her husband they're being, can't she's been kidnapping people and basically having her way with them in the basement, from what we can tell. Yeah. So there's there's not a huge amount of. Um, detail like we don't we don't see that but we see scenes we see imagery see the we see like we yeah we see we see the aftermath and i think like sometimes those kinds of when we see that kind of imagery it's like it's more powerful isn't it like yeah. it kind of is like oh god what the fuck happened there um we actually see like a guy like tied up when he's all bloodied and his um his trousers around his ankles and it's just like um the the lady who wanted to do the porn um like who got one round to do the porn she ends up in the basement and finds that doesn't she yeah. and it's just so horrifying to her and she cannot for the life of her understand what's happened and to eventually figure out that actually it was her the old lady is just so shocking um who was it exactly because I, I obviously it's been a few months since i've seen it but which who was it that was killed really viciously with a shotgun was it her? So the person killed with a shotgun was... <laughs> well, make it obvious. Why don't we? we didn't have a cut in the audio. Jesus. <laughs> uh, so the person killed with the shotgun fairly brutally. I don't know, because there's two. Do you mean... Um, what's his name? The the vet, the male porn star, or do you mean uh, Church Mouse, which is Jenna Ortega's character? Yeah, Lorraine. Yeah. Yeah. Lorraine, so she gets it. she gets like shot right at the end, doesn't she? She's like one of the last ones to survive. Yeah. But she um, has a revenge because she's the cause of the man's heart attack. Because mm. she basically like she might she's probably dead, but like her body coughs or makes a sound, and the guy basically has a heart attack and dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's like wow. Okay. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting because we we don't really have much information as to why or what or where is what is going on. Um, and towards the end, obviously, uh, Maxine is the main character who is you know who wants to be this porn star. It turns out that she is part of some sort of cult, um, and we only discover this when we see it on the TV towards the end of the film well, right at the end of the film and that's sort of setting us up for the prequel um and yeah i guess we're going to have some origins of pearl uh vaccine even and be like well what 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 you know like where did this come from like what is going on here what do you mean um, origins of maxine well where did why is she why what where did why what why why does it <laughs> why does it matter like like why is she I, don't know. I, presume, I presume that's what the sequel is going about is something to do with maxine but obviously yeah, nothing's but why? Been said. Like, i don't know nothing's been said about just, it yeah it, it's just it's sort of very shrouded in mystery and and i feel like there's going to be some sort of connection between this old lady and her i think there's you know why would that be blaring in the living room I, I feel like there's just, a purpose. I think that they're all just in that overzealous community in terms of like religion. 
but I want to know what's going on. Well, we have to find out eventually because the prequel comes out this year sometime, which is all about uh, Pearl in 1920-ish, early days. Yeah, I'm just... I'm just and looking then, at your notes too. Like, what can you describe to me what you're talking about with the X? You mean like the X rating? Yeah, it's just the X rating. So the X was used by the MPAA to rate it's a large the, portion it's of the American movies. Okay. Thing. Um, between 1968 and 1990, and could be self-applied. Anyone over 16 could view these movies. Other X-rated movies were A Clockwork Orange, Last Tango in Paris, and Midnight Cowboy '69. In the 70s, porn would become more associated with the X rating, obviously, which then bring on brings on the X rated, right? And yeah. more theaters began to stop showing them. In 1990, the X rating was replaced with NC 17, which, which is basically like 15 over here. Oh, not 18. Over okay, here, I guess. So over here, we got U, we got PG, then we got 12A, which means you can see it if you're under 12, but you have to be with an adult. And then we've got 15 and 18. And yeah. then, like in America, they have like MA, which is mature, right? And then, do the they have PG thirteen? Of... Yeah, yeah, it's like PG, PG thirteen, MA, NC seventeen, R rated, radar. Oh, they have like uh, that's is more complicated. Anyway, go watch it, right? Because like we keep saying A twenty four ain't all that, but it obviously is. So yeah, we keep bringing them up. <laughs> We keep talking about them. We started talking about the lighthouse and all sorts tonight. Every time I put a film on and I research it, it's like, oh, it's A24 yet again. Yeah. Yeah. I'm never going to talk about Lamb, though. I'm not doing that. No, we'll, we'll, that one can go in bin. Uh, Just before we wrap up, I wanted to, uh, so I, I, I wanted to talk about a article that I found um, about. Ty West sort of reflecting on 70s exploitation cinema from Rue Morgue because I thought it was really important to talk about that before we go. And yes, I will say wrap up, okay? I have heat stroke, leave me alone. Um, I don't think we've got to our mark yet. I think we have. Oh, yeah. I think we've done like half an hour. No, we haven't. These things record for an hour, Zephyr. These things record for 40 minutes. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then we've got some time. <laughs> so, how did this become your first feature after a while spent doing TV work? I have done 17 episodes of television in about five years, and I was really enjoying myself and felt very sharp. I had this idea kicking around a couple of years ago. I thought if there was ever a time to do it, it would be now. And then, of course, the global pandemic hit, which made it very complicated, but I just felt like, as I was saying before, I have a real reverence for cinema, and we're bombarded with content now, but we're not necessarily thinking about what goes into the craft as much anymore. I wanted to make a project that was a love letter to movies in a way and would highlight all the crafts, from prosthetics and practical makeup effects to acting, and the possibility of doing more than one thing as an actor, to an interesting score, to a period setting, and all that. I wanted to throw myself into something that really felt cinema-driven. So for me, I personally felt that the soundtrack was fantastic. I really loved the Blue Oyster Cult, Don't Fear the Reaper uh, part that was playing when that poor man got his got m murdered after he seeing basically his girlfriend fucked. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta admit um, the the lighting, as like the blood was hitting the the headlights, was pretty cool. 
Yes. As it just slowly got darker and more red. It, it was very it was very well done. And then she did a lot of yeah. dance. So yeah, absolutely. Um so yeah, this is um Michael Jingold doing this article for Reborg, by the way. I should probably mention that before I start like reading other people's interviews. But yeah, um, so here this is him talking to Ty West <clears throat> about the movie, obviously. Yeah. So yeah, this this was the main thing that I found really interesting. Horror and porn had kind of a symbiotic relationship in the 70s. So can you talk about your approach to combining the two? For me, making X was about trying to craft a truly craft-focused film. I have a great reverence for cinema, and I wanted to invite people into what it's like making a movie and hopefully give them some appreciation of that, as well as what I was doing in the horror movie I was making. But to your point, horror movies and porn movies were films that were made outside of the system that didn't have to go through the Hollywood machine yet found a commercial value. In the mid to late 70s in particular, when home video was really starting to take off, there was an opportunity for people to make movies without experience and without access to all the things that Hollywood previously had. Having come up from very low budget independent horror movies, it's not that different from people outside the system making adult movies. They were both looked at these kinds of subversive lowbrow entertainment that could find their own value. So I felt like it made sense to put the two together. And yeah, I, I agree with him. I think like it's it's definitely it definitely makes sense that he's made this movie and the way that it's been shot and the way that it it has those little nods to those 70s exploitation movies and just it may it, it really makes you think like how much effort he put into this movie to make it the aesthetic the way that he did. And I, I do appreciate its quality. I think you can tell that he really had a passion for this movie you know he wasn't just banging out he literally um <laughs> he actually wanted to he wanted to make something that was symbiotic you know and yeah. i think he achieved that absolutely um oh yeah i mean it's a pretty it's a good film hands up i will i'll definitely watch it again at some point i think i I'm will gonna watch try it again because i think i'm gonna try I and get a physical copy as well yeah, I haven't seen it for a few months and I'd love to watch it again just to sort of like, yeah, because it was so enjoyable. Um, what did you think of the deaths? Which was your, your favourite death even? Oh, well, definitely the Blue Oyster Cult playing in the background, Don't Fear the Reaper. That was my favourite. Like, I felt like that music was so perfectly fitted. What about, um, what's his name? The older guy when he steps on the nail and then gets stabbed in the eyes. I didn't rate him anyway. I was hoping for him to die sooner. I, I, I felt my... the standing on the nail. I was like, oh I my did, god, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty bad. I didn't like that at all. Oh, it was like I'm gonna get tetanus from this shit. <laughs> he was such a a creep. Like, yeah, but he also wasn't a terrible person, though. Yeah, but just such a quintessential '70s mustache porno guy, you know. Also, do you like the Think... fact that the film did? Uh, it turned one of the um, cliches on its head because all the people that died that didn't have sex died first. Interesting. I didn't usually, think of that. Usually people who have sex die first. I thought you were going to say like the black guy normally dies first. That cliche has been over for a while. I guess. Has it? I yeah, know. I mean, they don't die. That sounded bad. Uh, 
black guys don't die first in a lot of films these days. I don't think that's been really as much of a thing since like the 90s. Maybe the early 2000s at the worst. And Jordan Peele has definitely been making it a little bit more fair, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely. I am so looking forward to Nope. Like I've not seen the last co- trailer yet, but I'm not going to watch at- it. So I went to the cinema, obviously, I keep going on about it, men, a couple of weeks ago, oh, and there man. was like a, a long trailer for it there. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's coming out here next month, so I will definitely be going to see it. Yeah, I think and- me and the missus are going to go see it. She, I think she wants to watch it. I'm not 100% sure. I might just make her watch it. The other movie I'm really looking forward to seeing is that, you know, that um, thriller that's coming out, but with that's got Harry Styles in it. Uh, um, don't worry, darling. That's right. Don't worry, darling. Um, that had, there was like an extended trailer there as well. And yeah, I think it looks really, it looks pretty good. I mean, um, I'll watch it. Fonts Plue's in it. However, however you say her last name. Plough? Plue? Plue? Florence Pugh. Pugh. There you go. Pugh. Pew, pew. Yeah, um, it's supposed to be set in the 1950s. Yeah, and yeah, I think I don't, I don't want to misspeak, but like, I this is like, is that like Harry Styles' first ever role in a movie or something? And no, I don't really care that it's him. He was in but, a, he oh, was in Dunkirk from like Dunkirk. Yeah, from like 2017. Oh, it was, like a, it was a war a film. And it was also in um, The End of Eternals, which is a Marvel film. Okay. Well, I don't care about any of that. I know, so. I'm, just, I'm just telling. They're the only two things I know he's been in. As of yet. He's basically been in about 15 One Direction movies. <laughs> no, I think that counts. No, more like 20. <laughs> like, there's just so many. This I mean, that awful. was a good 10 years of his life, so it makes sense. But there's so many of them. Yep. Apparently, he was also in Miss Americana, uh, My Policeman, whatever the frick that's, that is. That's a new one that's coming out soon. Romance. I, I saw the trailers on YouTube earlier. A beautifully crafted story of forbidden love and changing social conventions. My policeman follows three young people, policeman Tom, teacher Marion, and museum curator Patrick, as they embark on an emotional journey in 1950s Britain. Flashing forward to the 1990s, Tom, Marion, and Patrick are still reeling with longing regret, but now they have one less chance to repair the damage of the past. So I haven't actually I haven't actually watched the trailer, but I'm going to guess Harry is Patrick, the uh, museum guy. No, he's Tom. He does not look like a copper. That's <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> he, he's a copper, apparently. He's far too attractive to be a copper. I've seen some cute policemen in my time. You're a woman. I'm a man. Male. I wouldn't say, <laughs> I wouldn't say man. Middle-aged child. <laughs> <laughs> middle age you fucking May as well you're like how old are you Zayford you're like 28 or something aren't you near enough yeah like you're not middle aged if that's the middle of your age you're gonna be like you got a short life oh here's open <laughs> I 
That's a joke. Don't worry, people. I'm I'm okay that what? way. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Just leave the dead air in. I'm gonna leave it in now. Well, I'm not okay, and um, like I I need to say something actually. So. I am doing so I'm gonna plug it because I don't give a fuck. It's my podcast and I can say what I want to. Um so I am actually starting a ration challenge on the 19th of June and I'm raising money for um Concern Worldwide and they actually are one of the few charities that actually do help refugees and don't keep any of the money for themselves, uh, mainly with food and shelter and like blankets and stuff like that and I'm going to be eating like a refugee would typically from Ukraine or Syria uh, Somalia and living off those kinds of rations for a whole week just to get some like sort of I mean I've done it before but just to get some sort of perspective of how difficult it is and how limiting and how like non-sustenance this stuff is that you they expect refugees to live off and uh, to sort of like bring a bit more awareness that actually we are quite lucky um so far i have raised 129 pounds and if you could sponsor me just send me a pound through there that would be amazing obviously it doesn't even go to me it goes straight to them um but yeah i'll be starting on the 19th and i'm going to be blogging about it every day for the, the week that i am so yeah please sponsor me please if you didn't get me anything for my birthday get me that because i deserve it i deserve to raise money for a charity that i really care about so please 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 sponsor if you can obviously i know that it's hard and i don't expect anyone to do it but it would be nice if somebody did somebody else <laughs> so yeah so speaking of charity we actually had some people interact with us <laughs> on, <laughs> on the instagram is that charity are you okay <laughs> yeah of course it is they, they were charitable to give us opinions okay. uh, so i put on instagram about like uh what's your opinion on this film in a sentence or less so one person called skeleton fan said porno with killings correct yeah it's pretty much on point i like how it's <laughs> in three words it's done what by the way we're not yeah. stealing this segment or it's nothing similar to you run podcast just to clarify scott if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> Just covering my bases, don't sue me. Uh, anime ro- anime.roman8 said, real life relationship issues as the twist. Chef's kiss. I don't know. Has that ever happened to you, Zaper? It's never happened to I've had some shit happen to me in my relationships, but I never I had f- the shit that happens in that. I think I feel like he means like the the older couple. No, I've never I mean, had also, we're not like, kidnap that. anybody for me. But we're not at that age to find out. If, All right, I guess. If sexually, like, let's say you have a sexual partner or at the age of whatever their age is, probably late seventies by the looks of it, uh, and they can't get it up anymore. What extreme? What extremes are they going to go to to get you some dick? There are so many <laughs> toys you can use these days. Not you don't in nineteen seventy-nine. They had big floppy dildos. I don't. I don't believe it. They own their own property. What they couldn't go and get a dildo? I don't believe it. I don't think, I think sex was... shops were as 
popular as they are these days. Yeah, they were. The X-rated video stores, you get blow-up dolls and shit. I'm sure she could get... Like, I, do, a- I don't think blow-up dolls were a thing in the 70s. That was definitely more of like a late, mid to late 80s thing. I mean, I don't know the law on like, <laughs> Why not? sexual sex shop <laughs> stuff. I just don't. All I know is that I'm glad that I'm around in 2022 where I can like go online and just get whatever I want and not have to talk to anybody. So maybe, I don't <laughs> maybe know, it's kind of so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you something right. Some people aren't discreet when they're buying sex toys. Because I was walking home from work the other day and a woman <laughs> oh, a woman got out of a car with the sticker on the side of the door saying Anne Summers ambassador mm-hmm. and she was delivering it to someone's house and it was definitely a box this size and right about the right size for a, a vibrator nice good I'm for like, her I'm like that's that's not discreet <laughs> why have it plastered on the side of your car yeah, they got. I mean, they got so many cool things now. They even have like a fuck machine. Like it's literally like a dick. Like oh, it, it's like a, a motorized dick. One, yeah. yeah, and it's like it's like a it's like it's got like a butt and everything. Like you don't need a man these days. But maybe maybe it wasn't like that for her. <laughs> Shut maybe up. it was, maybe it was even... true love. <laughs> you never know. Maybe she yeah. just maybe his dick was just the best dick ever. And on that note... Nah, we've got one more. more. Pretty Killer Podcast um, said, I think the trailer was better than the film, sadly. Well, that's sad. I mean, sometimes the trailer shows all the best bits. Although I don't feel like... I don't really remember seeing the X trailer. It's been a while. I I was going to say, I don't even remember seeing it, so I can't really comment on that, but like... For for me, I don't, I don't think that's true. I don't even think they gave away about the sexual prowess of this woman either. I think like they purposely left it ambiguous to make it make them think that it was some sort of skin flick, and then turns out that it was totally not just a skin flick. So I don't know. I don't know if that's the case. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say it was definitely. I expected it to be more graphic. I think when I saw when I. Well, from what I can recall of the trailer. I also didn't think there was going to be as many tits in it. And I was only like two to three pairs technically, but... <laughs> I don't know if I count Dilled Woman's because technically it was Mia Goff still. Mm. So it's like two and a half at most. <laughs> so Mia Goff played the old lady too, right? Yeah. Yeah. She played Pearl, and then she's going to come back for the, the prequel and be the young Pearl. I think that was, this, like, the prosthetics were really cool with that. Like, you, I think that was really well done, definitely. I, I like, um, and I was just, like, totally off the topic of the prosthetics, but... Go on. When she was, when she was leaving the room from, like, Mia Goff's room, when uh, Britney Snow came out and saw her and she's just like waddling through naked. <laughs> it just made me <laughs> chuckle because it's just like, she's just walk, waddling through like like nothing ever happened. And she's just butt-ass naked. Yeah. And then Britney, just, Britney Snow gets killed was... by Gator. 
yeah oh yeah she like pushes her in she's like you old bitch and like she pushes her in she's like don't call me a bitch well no she's like oh you you're a spiteful bitch and then the old woman pushes pill pushes her in and then she's like bitch yeah like you have no idea yeah i I feel like i need to go watch it again it was actually pretty good (laughs) yeah it was was... like a saturday sunday it was really enjoyable definitely what would you give it what did you give it on your letterbox i give it a four just because so did, so did i yeah i, think, did you I, not give it, it, I think yeah it was either four or four and a half but like i saw it at the cinema so like for me it was it was just so i enjoyed it so much yeah like, i probably it was enjoyed so, it more it, at the cinema yeah it was so good at the cinema like it if it was it's just yeah just seeing it at the cinema was just fantastic so i think that's probably why my rate was a bit higher but yeah i i can't really find much to fault with it to be honest with you i really enjoyed it and i don't i kind of feel like a bit disappointed that some people really 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 dislike it because it's like i don't really understand the hate I, like you know I, as much as i get that like some people don't like watching uh sex in movies or excessive sex in movies or whatever i think like aesthetically and like the effort that was put into this movie and the amount of like just everything about it like it, it was just perfect visually perfect it sounded perfect it was it and it landed it was it was a solid film and for me I, I think it's like Ty West's best film and I, I don't I don't have a problem saying that I don't have a problem with that being controversial and because in my opinion it is his best film and I think like the the movie that's going to come out the, the prequel to this is going to be just as good and I think the trilogy of these movies is probably going to be the highlight of his career that's that's how I feel and in the way the last one goes. Because Pill's dead. Mm. So Pill's out of it. As of like, she's in the prequel. See, this is why I feel like there maybe is something to do with Pearl and Maxine. Mm. Because obviously, if it's a trilogy, why is like the first two focused on Pearl? Yeah. And, like, what's the third one going to be focused on? I know she's obviously, like, escaped, essentially. Maybe escaped. It's, like, overzealous religious order, cult, whatever you want to call it. Um, So it'd be interesting to see where that one goes. Because, mm. obviously, yeah. she's casually just driving away. She doesn't seem that bothered, truly, about everyone being dead. Unless it was just shock, like she was in shock sort of thing. Or yeah. the amount of cocaine ro- <laughs> running through her veins. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I and I, I think like she the, that character is so great at having so much emotions but being so disassociated at the same time. I'm kind of the same way. Like I feel a lot of things, but I can come across quite ditzy too, um, and and disconnected. So yeah, I th- I think Mia Goff she she played a fan she she was great in it and um yeah there's so many unanswered questions and i think that enough there there are enough people interested in this to want to follow it through and i think it will do through do well with the uh the prequel for sure i'm often so uh, the only issue, i think the only issue is the fact that it's more of a period piece mm. so some people might get thrown off by that yeah, well, well, you know what you're signing up for, though. Like, it, it's supposed to be a homage to 70s exploitation movies, so... Yeah, I mean, it could be interesting, this prequel. We'll have to see. Depends mm. on what route they take it. 
is it going to be horror still or is it going to be less horror? I no, I think it was. I think it'll still be hard. It'd be really interesting if it completely changed genre. Absolutely. I mean, I, I it don't... could always start as like a romance film and then kind of delve into descend into like the more twistedness yeah. that they got to. Mm. Yeah, it will. It will be. It it definitely be interesting to see like how it got to that point with them and like when it got to that point. Like, has she always? People? Yeah, like how she, how, when did it start? Like when she went through the menopause, or like what? Like what? <laughs> you know, like or, or, or has he been ill for quite a long time mm. and not able to have sex for for a long time, and like it's become like their way of life? Or it, yeah, it, it's it. There's a lot of questions that need to be answered for sure. And how is he um, so open with it? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, let's kill him all. Okay. He he just accepts it. Yeah. 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 So uh, as of right now, I don't actually know what we're doing next week. I haven't picked anything currently. Um, aiming <laughs> for it to not be A24, just to mix it up a little. I think dash cam would be good. Yeah, I've got to watch it and see what I think. Mm. Yeah, de- it'd definitely be something. Like even if we don't cover it, we'll definitely be discussing it next week because yeah, it's it's something to talk about. <laughs> yeah. It may be, not be um, something that could fill up a whole hour. I don't know. You see how you feel about it. Well, it, I'll, I'll def- watch it and take some notes and see how many notes I get. <laughs> okay. Sometimes All that right. usually is the deciding factor. Yeah. Well, we are melting. Yeah, it is. It's been fun. It's nearly eleven o'clock. I'm still boiling. Yeah. Um. I just. I just feel like I got a heavy head. You know, like the humidity is getting to me. Um. I have my aircon on, but it's just like awful. But yeah, um, so we've been talking about X. Um, next week we don't know what we're doing, but probably dash cam. Whatever we do, we want you to listen to us. And um, I did actually ask for some people to rate us on Spotify if they haven't already for my birthday, but not a lot of people did. So please leave us a rating on Spotify and Google Play. And what was the other one? What, uh, it's not google, google play spotify, is it iTunes. google google spotify itunes want everything so They're like, like the whatever main free. It... yeah so uh, like yeah. so like please if you listen on those please leave us a rating or whatever like we really appreciate it and we really like the positive feedback that we get um it means a lot to us to know that we are reaching people and that people enjoy our stuff and if you are sitting there and listening to us like please just give us a rating we like it we like we like to know like what you think we care about what you think we're doing this for other people to listen not just for ourselves so please do yeah i love talking to a microphone at 11 o'clock at night it's like my whole thing um but yeah (laughs) (laughs) i just i just you know life anyway (laughs) Yeah, so we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.